Die AIB GAA Podcast. 63 minutes and 46 seconds. This to bring us to extra time. Brendan Marr! Where's it gone? Stopped. Mullen got it. Adrian has it. And Shamrocks have won their eight All-Ireland Club title to Borussia We say well done on a terrific year in getting here. But I'm sure they will be back. The new coming up, they were coming up against the best club team in the history of this tremendous competition. So now as the Rose of Moonkine rings out across the skies of Croke Park, Shamrocks have added their eight. There goes the final whistle. It's all over. And Cora Finn have come and conquered Croke Park and capture the Andy Merrigan for the third time in a row. It's never been done before. Corafin will go down as one of the greatest club football teams of all time. Up there with Cross McLean, up there with Nemo Rangers. Well, Crow Park is all quiet now, but earlier on there was almost 26,000 people in to watch a really entertaining doubleheader of games. Ballyhale Shamrocks beating Burris Lee in the hurling final and in the football decider. Curra Finn needed extra time to make it three in a row by beating Kilku. With a football analysis shortly from Stephen Rochford, Paddy O'Rourke and Coleman Goggins. But first, it's hurling with Eddie Kerr and Michael Brick-Walsh. Well, uh, I suppose it, uh, after being at yesterday's match, it wasn't ex- as exciting. Shamrocks were in control and Boris Lee kept, it, kept with them all the time. Um, I think... Uh, the only way probably Boris Lee would have won would be a last-minute goal or something, uh, where, which wouldn't give Shamrocks time to get back. But Shamrocks are very good. They had the overall firepower. Uh, Boris Lee had some outstanding players, but maybe not as many as Shamrocks. Michael Brickwalsh, what did you make of it? Yeah, I agree with Eddie there. Um, Boris Lee were dependent on their two or three top players, and you know, like Brendan Mayer has been exceptional the last couple of days, and Everton he went over the bear. Unfortunately for him today, a few drops short, but again he was outstanding. Uh, but I, I suppose Boris Lee needed Everton to go well for themselves on the day, and and unfortunately from their perspective it didn't. Ballyhale always looked like a team that were going to win it. I suppose it is hard to carry favouritism, and they were always expected to win it, and it's hard to carry that burden. I suppose from Boris Lee's point of view, they were on a journey since when they won the county championship in Tipperary. And like they did go out there without any fear or anything like that. And they were well on top, I thought, in the first 10 minutes, but didn't really uh, pull ahead in that t- time. And after that, then, Ballyhale, I suppose, uh, particularly the start of the second half, they got that lead up and they never relinquished it after that. I guess the game kind of nearly looks after itself in an analysis sense you could nearly guess what kind of game it was by looking at the scoreline so Eddie I'll ask you you've seen an awful lot of teams in your time how good are this Ballyhale Shamrocks team? They're a super team I I love watching them play now they were a little they weren't as good as usual I thought today made a few mistakes which they normally don't make but I think if you ever wanted to watch a team and see how hurling should be played I'd I'd go to the Shamrocks see the Shamrocks any day I think they're a super team the way they play Um, and uh, you know, the record speaks for himself then. They're able to carry it right as two years in a row to win an All-Ireland Club title, which isn't easy with all the talent and all the teams out there. So I, I think they are a super team. I guess it's no surprise that Henry has adapted so well to management. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's great. And, and I suppose you could see his name written all over the way they're playing. Uh, you know, they're, they're off-the-ball stuff, they're... Um, the running, their positioning and everything is superb and I suppose Henry was the master of that so it's carried on into the team and for a small parish 
uh, it's an exceptional uh, performance and an exceptional record. This is a great family day as we can hear in the background. It's fantastic to see everyone coming along and enjoying themselves and bringing the kids and it gives the kids a, a real taste for it. Uh, Michael, just before I let you go, a word in Boris Lee, obviously, you know, after finals, all the talk tends to be about the winners, but I think there should be an awful talk, an awful lot of talk about. I won't say the losers, but the team that didn't win today. Yeah, in fairness, and now to be fair to Ballyhale, they can come in under this heading. But like an ordinary small club like Boris Lee uh, have been absolutely fantastic this year and have really breeded. Um, light into the, the club championships because you know you see it in a lot of, a lot of inter-county teams now it's all about resources and all and this is the big feature now resources and players and all this but and Ballyhale to be fair the same but a small country parish like you can't beat it I met Conor Stakeland before the match and he was so up, he was hugely up for it they have a great tradition but having won anything since 1987 and to end up in Crow Park in 2020 again after winning in 87 it's fantastic like club fairness I work with AIB and you know it's it's all about community that that's that's their mantra but that's what the club championships are about it brings communities parishes families friends together and that's what it's all about and Boris Lee uh, more than most typified that this year and and, and look to be fair Bally Hill have been doing that with the last number of years but as I said it's a I suppose a, a, a story you'd like to be part of from your own club perspective, a small club in a rural place doing, doing, doing uh, great things and coming together on Crow Park on All-Ireland Final Day is a great achievement. And you're still playing away with your club. Would you like to do what Declan and Seamus Prendergast did, your, your former county colleagues? I mean, they were kind of in their late 30s by the time they won a junior All-Ireland medal. And Declan said it to me and Seamus said it to me, he said, the one thing we didn't have was that All-Ireland medal. And the yeah. one thing we didn't have was that All-Ireland medal with our clubs. And they, they, I, I got the feeling they weren't going to quit until they got one. Yeah. I imagine it'll be the same with you in Stradbally. Yeah. yeah, look, it's great. It's great to be a part of it. I, I met, it was funny, I met Tommy Welsh uh, last year and uh, I was talking to him and he was saying whatever about uh, about me and I, I, I was saying, him, I, I'd love to be. I'd love to be as good as him with all my all medals. And he said, "Yeah, well, I'd love to have a few club, uh, club uh, county medals." So he won his first uh, county medal this year with Tullerone, and he went on to win, a, win an All Ireland yesterday evening. That's what it's all about. That's what we're all trying to do. First and foremost, you win the game as in front of you. Try and win your county. If you're lucky enough to go past that, I suppose you're 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 taking every step as it comes. But obviously, look, we're all going out there and doing our best and. Doing your best, I suppose, is winning your county and then going further. And I suppose the dream is to be with your club here on an All Ireland final. And, and as you said, uh, Ardmore were lucky enough to do that. And hof- hopefully, that's what every club player in the country is thinking about at the moment. You knew I was going to get an Ardmore mention in, didn't you? Uh, Eddie, just before I let you go, last night, Conaghy Shamrocks and uh, Tullerone won the junior and intermediate crowns, respectively. I think it's fair to say Tullerone's win over Father O'Neill's was outstanding and it was probably one of the best games that we're going to see this year it was outstanding wasn't it outstanding but just before that I'd like to also pay tribute like Michael to Boris Lee uh, a small team I've seen them um, uh, up through the championship like and they're just a small team that hung in there at every match a uh, solid team didn't panic and sort of came on and, and it's a uh, tribute uh, credit to that team that they were so successful but uh, and unfortunately they didn't go all the way. But you know there, are plenty of time to do that now. Hopefully, um, getting back to Conaghy Shamrocks and uh, Tullerone, our own um, Kilkenny teams that were successful last night. I only got to see half of the Conaghy Shamrocks match, but I was hugely impressed by that team. The way they played, uh, they were exceptional. Um, Tullerone. Um, 
we were all thrilled that Tullerone won. They made it hard on, on themselves at times, but there were so many exceptional performances that carry them through. And for the likes of Tommy and Porrig particularly, uh, we were absolutely thrilled, but all the Tullerone team and the supporters, it was a wonderful achievement for that club, which has in the past a huge tradition in hurling and probably were responsible in the early days for establishing Kilkenny as a as a hurling uh, stronghold. And it's a fantastic story, isn't it? The Tullerone story that mm. it shows you can go down and have hard times but you can always bring yourself back up. Yeah, you can always and you know the determination was there and in recent years they were very unfortunate in county finals having been beaten in was a tree, uh, 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 you know, against the run of play at times, but fair play to the opposition. But, uh, you know, everyone was sorry for them that they didn't get through, but everyone was behind them this year when they won and, and went on, of course, uh, and get, get to the top of the pile in, in Ireland. It's wonderful. Eddie Kirk, Kilkenny legend, thank you very much for joining us here in Croke Park where we have watched a very decent All-Ireland Club final for a city losing out to Ballyhale Shamrocks in the end, 18 points to 15 and of course last night Tullerone and Conaghy successful. Eddie, thank you. Thank you, O'Shea. Michael Rickwash, thank you. Thank you very much, O'Shea. So that was the hurling Ballyhale Shamrocks do the two in a row. In the football, Currafin have done the three in a row. They are AIB All-Ireland Senior Football Champions once again. They were made to work for it against a very dogged and tough Kilku side. 112 to 7 points the final score after extra time. Stephen Rochford, an All-Ireland Club winning manager with Currafin, uh, joins us. Uh, Stephen, did they deserve it? I think overall they, they, they deserved it. Um, I think, uh, you know, they... You know they, they could certainly have won it in normal time as well. I think they lost their their focus, their composure uh, in the in that last ten minutes. Probably tried to run down the clock a little bit too smartly, um, and it nearly cost them. But um, I think uh, you know they got a, a nice injection off their bench at the start of the second half. Um, young uh, Dylan Canny, young Connor Newell, uh, Gavin Burke, brother of, of Ian Burke. Those guys added some 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 pace and 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 uh, a bit more attack and cut to them. Uh, and then they just totally dominated in the middle of the field. Uh, Kilku just could not win uh, um, a, a kick out, uh, certainly their own kick out. Um, and you know, Carafin to to keep Kilku to to uh, scoreless in 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 extra time um, and and knock over those couple of points. They totally dominated at the extra time and I think they were the better team overall but lucky to have got maybe into into extra time uh, in some ways as well The footsteps in the background that you just heard were those of Coleman Goggins he's after coming up from downstairs where he was uh, covering the game for TG Carr he's still out of breath because he, he's not as fit as he used to be so Paddy O'Rourke I'll start with you before going to Coleman uh, what did you make of it? I thought Kilku kicked the kicked an alarm final away um, they could have been six seven points up after 15 16 minutes and nobody could have argued they, they kicked some horrendous wides in the early part of the game they had Currafin's measure you know tactically and um, defensively early on in that first half and as the game went on we were showing snippets of what Currafin could do with their counter-attack and, and their fast transition foot pass and then through the hands that they had two goal chances that, that were stopped excellently but, uh, you know, Kilku will be going home. They'll, while everyone will be saying, isn't it great for them to, to get out of Ulster, to come down and go to a, a reap or go to extra time with, with Curra Finn and this, that and the other. But them lads in the dressing room, they'll know themselves deep down that they kicked chances away early on in that game. And when it came to the last free to, to get themselves out of jail, 
it was just enough, but Corafin just in extra time, they just drove it home. They had too much experience, they had too much class, and what they had been kind of stifled for so much of the game, but then when they actually got a bit of open play and possession and ball to hand, they showed how good they were with that blitz in the first 10 minutes of extra time. Silence now descending on Crow Park, the end of the celebrations on the pitch. They've just gone into the Curafin dressing room where the uh, trophy rests yet again, the Andy Merrigan Cup. Coleman Goggins, would you agree or disagree with what Paddy O'Rourke is saying there? Kilku kick this one away. Yeah, they definitely had chances in the first half. They had uh, probably three wides up before they got on the scoreboard, I think, so they had definitely chances. They set up brilliantly as in they knew what they had to go after. They, they set up the two Brannigans to mark Ian Burke and Gary Sice were two of the big playmakers. And as a result, then Curafin weren't really able to get on the ball. And when they did, they seemed to give it over fairly cheaply. And the flip side of that, then, when they got on the attack, they created a lot of scoring chances, albeit they didn't take the ones early on. Curafin certainly created goal chances, which is their want. I suppose they, they managed to find an extra pass or two, which opens up the goal chances, which is one of the great attributes the team have, that they can do that. Uh, but it, it, during the second half, particularly midway through the second half, it looked like that Curafin had done enough to get out the gap. And in the last 10 minutes, they seemed to just step back a little bit. They were trying to maybe see the clock out. And they gave uh, Kilku a bit of impetus. And you know, one score led to another, and suddenly it's a one-point game. And five minutes extra time was a lot. Even though it probably ran to close to 10 minutes uh, additional time. Uh, and there was always, you always felt they were going to get a chance. Uh, Ian Burke kicked a bad wide, I think, in, during that period of time. So they had the chance to probably put it away, didn't, gave Kilku a window. And then just at the end of normal time, it was then them that probably had the momentum. But they had worked so hard with 14 men that Curafin obviously regrouped. You know, they had uh, no scorer from their starting six until the last two minutes of the additional time there. So none of their front six had managed to score from play. So they must have sat down and said, we haven't really clicked here, and if we can pull the bits together, there's every chance that we can create scoring chances. And then they scored one four within seven minutes of you know that ten minute first half of the extra time. So well deserving of their victory in terms of how they seen out the game. Kilku certainly would look and say we had opportunities, but you know as teams look back on, you know we could have, would have, should have, I guess you know. And Curafin actually stood up and said no, we want to take this, and they did, and it's a historic achievement. You know three club titles, you know to have that level of consistency at a club level. It's hard to try and replicate it into county level, but club level for a club to be as consistent that is a phenomenal achievement. You know, they certainly walk into the the evening sunset here as you know one of the all-time great club teams. And Stephen, just before I let you go, because I know you're in a, a bit of a rush to get back to Mayo, and I appreciate you staying on for that bit longer to talk to us. Um, did we see exactly why Curfin are so great today? They came up against an opponent who made themselves very hard to beat, yet they still found a way to win despite not playing that well? I suppose the characteristics in which uh, what have become sort of I suppose, synonymous or, or, or the people are more used to occur in with that open football and uh, fast transition that, that Paddy alluded to a little bit earlier. We didn't see we didn't see a lot of that. I think what, what the, the, the main parts of, of what we saw um, were around their character, their experience um, and the, the, I suppose the strength and depth of their squad. Um, I think when, the, you know, when they were able to have guys that were, were just off in, in the 60 minutes, like Martin Farry, Ian Burke, um, never really got, got going. They were able then to bring in, as I said already, uh, Dylan Canney, um, Young, Young, Young Newell and, and Gavin Burke. Um, and I suppose in some ways that's the next generation of, of, of Curafin uh, footballers. But it's I think in some ways you look at 
maybe in Kilku they just didn't have those options to come off the bench when they had to take Ryan Johnson uh, off they weren't going to be replacing him with the same level of quality um, unlike Currafin they were able to bring in uh, youth and quality footballers and certainly in, in, in extra time it was those three or four guys um, that, that fed off the, the dominance around the middle of the field and um, they made Kilku pay for it Stephen Rochford, thank you very much. I know you have to get on the road, so we let you go come. And I'll let you uh, pick up on the point of um, the younger players in Currafin. They, they don't seem to be going anywhere. If anything, they could be around for All-Ireland number four next season. Ah, yeah, there's a huge legacy piece across the club there, which are, uh, transcends into the the guys that are playing and the younger guys coming through. You know, it's, it's like the heartbeat, obviously, of the area. There's... Um, uh, you're trying to replicate what's gone before, you know, and it'll be hard probably to ever win three uh, All-Ireland club titles in a row again. But certainly th- what they've set out is a legacy there that for and a template for teams to follow. You know, they're able to meet, you know, and probably struggle for 25 minutes to deal with the defensive blanket that Kilku had, but they're able to meet the challenges that are put, to, put in front of them, learn on the go and then see out a result. And while some of their, you know, bigger-name players had little or no impact early on, they certainly grew into the games that went on. I thought Dahi Burke in the middle of the field whose uh, father would have a Club All-Ireland medal as well, showed immense uh, quality throughout the game without doing anything you know, uh, above and beyond, I guess. Just the simple things always right. And Ronan Seed obviously was excellent in the middle of the field. And when you had that type of platform, which they really thrived on, they put serious pressure, particularly in the second half and into extra time on the Kilku kick-out, was probably where they, you know, they turned the screw in, in winning that game. So in terms of the club and what they've achieved and the legacy it leaves, I mean, it's, it's a phenomenal achievement for the club. And, and what goes now or happens now is something that leaves the next group coming behind to try and achieve something similar. So, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to see Curfin ever going away or disappearing. What they're doing is, is I guess, Ballyhale style is that if you continue to pick up club titles, the guys at underage learn and see what it means. And that develops then across, you know, you know decades. And certainly from a club footballing point of view, they're going to be leave a huge mark on the game, but they're also possibly going to be around for another 10, 15, 20 years. And given the style of curve Finn play, Paddy, are they good for the game of football itself, or is that just a bit of a cliche? No, I, I definitely think they are. I, I know that they've, in the last couple of years down in Galway, that they've um, they've scraped through, not because that they weren't good enough for that, but because other teams have had to come with the same type of setup that Kilku came with today to try and stifle how good they can be. We've seen it against in the semi-final against Nemo, where everyone was thinking Nemo need to stop them from having a good start. They win the kick out or they win the throw up, and the ball is hand passed around. They get to a man in space kick past all they want to do is go forward use the ball move the for- the ball forward as quick as they can and get it to the most dangerous men and it ended up against Nemo they had a- the ball in the back of the net after like 34 36 seconds today Kilku stifled them because they put 14 men behind the ball and just tried to stagnate any type of um, a- approach approach play or a fast play out of defence that that, that Currafin loved to come with so the- what they bring they bring like honest, open football, kick pass and moving the ball quick, getting it to the most dangerous man at, at the proper time, giving the ball to the best man, the best position to get the ball over the bar. They're brilliant for the game. It's just a little, it's a little bit of a pity that people will be leaving Croker today thinking it wasn't the best final that they, for the neutral spectator that maybe would have stayed around from the first game because of the way that the defensive play that, that, that was on, on show. But I think Currafin, when, when they open up their put their shoulders back and stick their chest out. When, when they start playing open, expansive football, they're one of the, the most nicest and one of the best um, club teams to, to play the football. I played 
the game that maybe I've ever seen. And I don't know about Coleman or, or, or yourself going back, but they're, they're probably the best team of, of my generation that I've seen playing club football. They're, they're just yeah. amazing to watch when, when they're in, in full flow. Coleman, you're nodding in agreement. Ah, yeah, they're, they're, they're great to watch. They would have struggled today, as I mentioned, for 25 minutes with the defensive uh, shield that Kilku had. But I think Kilku had to do that. It was always on the cards. They couldn't open up because of the foot passing abilities that Currafin have, so they had to sit up that way. As I mentioned, it took them a long time to figure it out, but they did. And a lot of teams struggled to figure it out on the go and then see out the results. So certainly the way they've been able to win club titles. The last couple of years, they were out of sight by half-time. Whereas this one, they had to battle that bit harder behind by a point three two, so they've shown they can win it, you know, with ease and you know with lots of skill on show. But they can also show that they can dig it out when they have to. So I think that's the mark of a great team. Gentlemen, thank you very much, Paddy O'Rourke and Coleman Goggins, and of course before you two was Stephen Rochford. That's it from the AIB GA podcast, uh, All Ireland Club Final Special in Crow Park. You might be able to hear in the background the beginning of the clean up operation here. Of course, we've got two more club finals next weekend. It is the junior and intermediate football finals here in Crow Park. Uh, you can follow the build-up to those games on all of the AIB social media channels. But uh, from Crow Park, from Senior Finals Day, it is goodbye and good luck. The AIB GAA Podcast.